Welcome to the Busy Pastor Podcast. We are here to equip and encourage pastors to be busy with the right things. My name is Greg Gibson. I'm joined by my co-host, Trent Stewart, the lead pastor at Foothills Church. Today, we are talking about being busy with the ability to say, not yet. Trent, as always, let's get right to it. All right. What are we talking about here when we say it's okay to say not yet? Yeah, what we're talking about is capacity and not necessarily capacity as a leader, but really uh, your capacity to be busy with the right things in the ministry of your church. And so it's okay to say not yet to the things that we might want to do in the future, but we don't have the capacity to do right now. And so I don't have enough budget to do that ministry. I don't have the right leaders or the right leaders trained to do that. And so as pastors, we want to provide ministry for every single need that our church has, that our community has. That's how our heart beats. You know, we want to solve issues, solve problems, and create ministries. Uh, So we want it to happen, but that doesn't always mean that we have the capacity to actually start it, develop it, uh, pay for it implement it, and lead it in a healthy way. Yeah, so we want to be yes pastors. Mm-hmm. We want to say yes. Uh, and we don't want to just be red lights either. We don't want to say no. Right. We, we want to be strategic leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be busy with the right things. We want to say not yet. We have a saying in my house with my kids that I want to be a green light dad for them. So I always ask them, I got little kids, so seven and nine right now. And I always say, what you know, what color light am I? They're like green light. And I make them say it. And it's just a silly thing, but that doesn't mean I'm saying yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's very similar in how we lead Mm -hmm. our schedules. We lead ourselves, we lead our families and we lead our churches. So you're right. We are talking about capacity here. I remember when, when I planted Veritas, we focused uh, in the early stages, just on a couple things, you know, Mm -hmm. we focused on just making Sundays really good. We focused on small groups Mm -hmm. and, that was really it. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had a lot of, of of younger people come into my office from time to time and say, hey, we should focus on this or we should focus on that. And and in the DC context, it was a lot of justice issues. And and I, I don't ever want to say no. Mm-hmm. I, my answer was always, that's a great idea. You should do it or let me help you do it. Let me mm-hmm. help you think about doing it. Or two, that's a great idea, but not yet. Yeah. And so in two decades of ministry, you've said probably not yet a lot. A million times. And as pastors, we have to get used to saying that. And part of the issue that we struggle with is that we can't say it. We can't say no, and we can't say not yet. So we typically just say yes to everything, and yes to every meeting, and yes to every request. And that leads to being busy with the wrong things, right. and, and you neglect the, the right things. It's the pastor guilt that we talked about from last Absolutely. episode. Yeah. yeah, it's the superhero syndrome, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it's the inability to create the process or get the right people around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so when someone comes to you with a great idea, yeah, you know what what do you say? What what what's your? How do you lead them in that situation? So, I always want to validate people's ideas. Um, God may want us to do something and may lead us to do something. Um, and so I want to validate, hey, that's a great idea, you know, that I appreciate you coming to me or to one of our leaders to share what this is. And then I want to use that as a, as a time to help them remember what the vision of our church is. So our vision at FC 
is that we exist to develop mature disciples of Christ in relational environments. So any ministry, any event that we do um, has to flow through that vision. Does it does it accomplish the vision? Does it help us accomplish the vision? And if it doesn't, then it's an easy no. Um, but if I see a component that it could, you know, now now we're in a discussion. And so the very next thing that I do is I've created a, a new ministry packet. And so that new ministry packet asks all the right questions. And so it's very robust. I mean, it's it's eight to 10 pages deep, asking them these questions to help them realize that this is going to cost money. And so, you know, what's the budget behind it? Uh, how are we going to recruit volunteers? How are we going to train those volunteers? How are we going to keep those volunteers? Who's going to, you know, continually uh, cast a vision for that and uh, get more people involved, and, and on and on it goes. So you don't just say, okay, great, let's start it this Sunday. No, you've got to actually have a process to help people walk through. And then at the, you know, as you're you know, examining that packet, you know, now you're able to, to see some gaps and some holes. And then you know, if you want to go for it, okay, go for it. But then you're also set up to say, you know what, this is a great idea, but I don't think we're ready yet. And I I love that you have intentionally created a process. Yeah. So the process, when someone comes to you, um, you can go to to busypastor.org slash episode three and to to see the process that that we've developed here at Foothills Church. And then you go straight to the vision statement. And Mm -hmm. if it's if it's a great idea that overlaps then you, you begin it. to push play yeah. on the process. Yeah. Uh, so last week we talked about growing in our self-awareness mm-hmm. as a leader, which means finding also, also finding our joy yeah. in the work and yeah. there's fruit in the work and we're mm-hmm. living in the right lane uh, in ministry. How does this build into knowing your capacity? Like how, how does self-awareness mm-hmm. help you say not yet? Well, your, your capacity to serve will limit your capacity to grow. So that, that means your capacity to grow spiritually, to grow as a leader, and to lead your church to, to grow in a healthy spiritual manner as well. And so anytime you start something, something else suffers. Okay, that's, say it, that's so good. One more time. That's, anytime you start something new, something else suffers. If that wasn't for me, then it was for <laughs> someone else listening, but yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, you, you can only spend so many plates as a leader. You can only spend so many plates as a church. Yeah. Um, and so if you try to spin a new plate uh, when there's not any room to add a plate, then there's one plate that's going to crash to the floor. And so that means there's a ministry that's going to die. There's a ministry that's unhealthy. There's a ministry that's floundering that will die or or will not you know, ha- be healthy. And, yeah. and so you're focused. might have some cracks. There might yeah. be some weeds that grow. And as pastors, we yeah. like to start new things and we don't like to make sure the, the ones that we have running are healthy. And so it's easier to get momentum around new things than it is to have something that you've had forever, like, you know, small groups uh, right. that, that are flourishing and healthy and growing. And it's easy just to say, oh yeah, we got small groups. And so now we're busy doing all these other things. Meanwhile, you've got rogue small groups that are, you know, not teaching the Bible and, and uh, far from your vision. So, so, so as, as you expand your capacity, uh, what I'm hearing is you can add new ministries, mm-hmm. right? So it's yeah. okay to say not yet right now, mm-hmm. but, it, but you also have to do the work of becoming a 
um, a more self-disciplined, self-aware leader and know when to say yes. Exactly. That's important. So so how do you do that? So you got to realize you only have so much time and energy and talent. um, And once you extend yourself in these areas, uh, there's a real point that you come to and you realize you just have nothing else left in the tank. So you can't go any further because all of us, we have limits and your limits are going to be different than my limits. Everybody's kind of built differently on, you know, the amount of work or the amount of energy we have. And it also depends on the life stage of your family uh, and the life stage of your church. Right. So you got to take that into consideration. You know, you've got little kids right now. It's exhausting, you know, when you have little kids, you're surviving every single day. Oh, you, we're crawling into you, bed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're... you're nine you're, o'clock. It's, it's, it's just so challenging. And then for me, my kids are teenagers. So, you know, if, I, if they come out of their room, it's a miracle, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, hey, you're still here. It's great to see you guys. Um, and so it's just a different season. So at night, I find that I've got, you know, time to read, study, you know, create... Uh, those kinds of things that I didn't have when they were little. And then I look at the life stage of my church. In the early stages, like when when you planted Veritas in the early days, man, there's only one or two things that you have time to actually do. You're you're in survival mode because you're spending a ton of money or a ton of time raising support, right? And so you're trying to make Sundays exist. You're trying to have volunteers just to have a Sunday. Oh, we could do a whole episode (laughs) for church planters on what to say yes, not yet to. Yeah, because that's one of the mistakes that we run into as church planters is like we start so many things early and then they all flounder. So what is the life stage of your church? And then you're looking at the life stage or the the season of your staff. Um, And so where are we at as a staff? Do I have a guy or, or someone on staff that can can give attention to this specific ministry. So you're thinking in terms of all of that. And so then you come down to, all right, do I have a staff member that could lead this this new thing? Do I have a volunteer that could actually sustain this thing? Because the last thing I want to do as a leader is start something that ends up being killed in the in in you know six months or that flounders not doing well. I want it to start strong and I want it to, you know, maintain that strength. And so um, we've got to we've got to think through all of those um, stages of our personal life and leadership, and the personal life of our church and our staff. Uh, every busy pastor wants to be busy and, and 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 wants to create these things, but at the same time, we have to understand our giftedness and our capacity to lead these things. And so we get into the conversation of you know, do we have somebody that can that we can delegate this to? Um, are there things on our plate that we just need to eliminate so that we can do something new? Um, or is it something that we, you know, this just automatically happens. We can automate it. And so that, you know, it just kind of flows through the system and process. Yeah. So we want to be busy with the right things within our capacity. And your capacity is different from another pastor's capacity. You mentioned a moment ago, uh, seasons of life, family dynamics, mm-hmm. seasons of a church, um, how do you learn your capacity right now? I think that's important. We got it's a great we've, question. We've got to do the hard work here. It is because we don't like to be honest with ourselves. We don't like to be honest that we are tired. We don't like to be honest that we're frustrated and burnt out, and we just want to watch Netflix for the next eight hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we we're not good at being honest with ourselves as pastors. Um, so one of the things that's going to help is experience, you know, just time in the grind. Um, and so you're going to experience 
um, you know, the burnout, you're going to experience the tiredness and you've got to be honest with yourself. You've yeah. got to say, man, I am just drained. I'm empty. Um, I, 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 I'm not happy. And that experience, you know, through your experience, you're going to sense that, be honest with yourself. Um, you're going to have to have some trial and error. You, you probably started some things that failed and you feel guilty for it. You know, people left your church because of it. You know, they weren't happy that it happened that way or you hurt somebody and now you feel guilty about that. And so like we talked about last week, um, but as always, you need honest mentors in your life. You need honest coaches, guys in your life that are going to say, you know what, Greg, you're burning yourself out. You're doing all these things. You're not doing anything really well because you're spinning so many plates. What area do you need to really hone in on and focus in, uh, focus on? And so uh, these are just ways that we learn our capacity. We've got to be honest with ourselves, and we've got to be self-aware. We've got to really do some internal you know, thinking here and, and really be honest. Yeah, if we're unhappy as pastors, that doesn't mean we should change our occupation. No. That means that we should, like you said, be honest about our lane that we're in, mm-hmm. the season of life, the experiences that we're currently having, yeah. have mentors walk us into maybe the right lane, right church, right season, Yes, and then begin to, to see joy and fruit in the work. And I love, love that term, get in the right lane, because while as pastors, we're the leaders um, and primary teachers of the church, the lane that I serve in is going to be different than another lead pastor, just because we're, we're geared and wired and designed differently. So uh, while all of the things have to happen, you know, shepherding has to happen, counseling and care happens to our church, disciple making happens, casting vision happens, um, all of these things have to happen in our church, but not all of them have to happen from the lead pastor. And that's what we're saying. We're getting things wrong because we've got guys who think they have to be all things to all people and they just don't have the capacity to do it, and they're miserable. So talk about what we should be doing. There's a lot of things that we shouldn't be doing according to our season and mm-hmm. our lane mm-hmm. and our responsibility uh, and our capacity, right, that we should be saying not yet to, but what should we, without, without, question, without question, regardless of capacity, what should we be saying yes to? We have to say yes to the things that God is telling us to do, right? So in the Scripture, the primary signature responsibilities, we would call them, are going to be for the lead pastor, preaching, right? Ministry of the word, right? And then prayer. Those are the first two. Um, And so preaching, ministry of the word, our prayer life. um, And then we also see as a lead guy protecting the church. So how do we protect the church? And, And I would say one of the major ways we protect the church is by vision and structure, And so if I'm casting the right vision and I'm casting the vision to make disciples, the Great Commission is our heart, and we're creating the structure uh, from a leadership standpoint for our church to actually accomplish that vision and accomplish what the Bible is telling us to do, then we're moving ourselves in the right direction. And what's amazing about that is that when you cast the right vision and provide the right structure— your capacity as a leader will grow. Absolutely. And your capacity as a church will grow. Yes. And those things you're saying not yet to right now mm-hmm. will be things you will begin to say yes to yeah. uh, because you have the right vision, you have the right structure, 
in place. And so that's where we get it wrong. We think our job is to say yes to everything. And as we say yes to everything, then nothing gets done really well. Then we have no capacity to really do anything well. The things we've said yes to aren't going well. Nobody's happy. And it just creates a mess. And so we, we, have, to get, we have to get better at saying not yet. So what are the key signature ministries? We just talked about key signature responsibilities mm-hmm. that that pastors should be doing. Yeah. Right. What are, what are the what are the key signature ministries that that churches should be saying yes to? Great question. And for everybody listening, we're going to dive in deeper to those responsibilities in the future because I know there's probably guys still wanting more practical. Hey, what break that down for me? But the key signature ministries at FC, this could be different at your church. But this is what we've identified as the things that we want to do well, we have to do well, and, and, and we always seek to, to have the capacity to do well. And, and so that, that's going to be Sunday morning, obviously, you know, Sunday morning experience, our worship services, either online, in person. Um, and, then, and then what does our, our guest services ministry look like? And so that's going to be essentially your assimilation. How do you assimilate new people into your church? Is there a structure and plan for that? So we've got to do that well. Our entire family ministry, or we call it our next gen team. So, you know, that's going to be our kids ministry, preschool ministry, babies, all the way up to uh, students, middle school, high school students, college students. So what does that family ministry look like? How are we going to partner with parents and, 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 and really help young people come to faith and grow in that faith? Um, and then, of course, at FC, small groups are really the lifeblood of our church. So that's really where we see discipleship happening, care happening, shepherding happening. All of that stuff flows through our small groups. And then finally, what we call the journey process. And so the journey is what we call our discipleship strategy. So how are we developing mature disciples of Christ in relational environments? So that, that's going to be a series of classes and uh, ways that we help people assimilate into our church, find ministry in our church, get equipped for ministry, and then flow into uh, those ministries. Yeah. So to summarize, the three signature responsibilities you mentioned, preaching, praying, and protecting the church, mm-hmm. and that's through vision, the right vision, the right structure. Mm-hmm. And then these key signature ministries, really being five things that we do here at Foothills Church, which yeah. are Sunday morning, guest services, family ministry, small groups, and then our journey discipleship strategy. Yeah, and that's not to say that's the only thing that we do, because we have our community engagement, which is also a huge part of who we are as a church, right? And so that community engagement uh, anywhere from our orphan care ministry to our um, homeless ministry to how we're providing food and shelter and and um, all, all of these things um, are are able to flow out of these signature ministries. Right. We can't engage the community if we're not taking care of Sunday morning guest services, family, small group, and the journey. Right, and that's where I think we get it backwards. And and so we want to be. We, we, we see churches, well, we're, we're about the community and we're going to, you know, engage the community. But listen, if Sunday mornings aren't done well, if you don't have an assimilation process, if, if you don't have a good family ministry in America um, in the, for the American church, you know, and if you don't have a strategy to disciple people, you can forget community engagement because nobody's going to do anything for your community if they're not being discipled to be kingdom builders. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and, so these are the things that we are yeah. we we are not going to say not yet to. Yeah. These are the things we say yes to, so that we can say yes to the things we're saying not yeah. yet to soon. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is such a good conversation. Um, but I want to know what is something you are saying not yet to right now? Yeah. Well, one example for us is we want to create a counseling center at FC, and so. It's been just something God put on my heart um, a while ago. And so we've been praying about it. And, you know, we don't have the resources yet. We don't have the leadership yet. We don't have the structure in place, but it's just an aspiration. It's like, what what would it look like if we had a center where people could get biblical counseling and, you know, it could be at a fair price point and it could be something that obviously is biblically based and we're just not ready for it. But, you know, I dream about it. I pray about it. And uh, people come for, and for counseling all the time for our church. And right now, we just don't have anybody on staff. We have in the past, but right now we don't have anybody on staff that can really uh, carry the burden of that load. And so, you know, we share a little bit here and there, but primarily we're, we, we point people to uh, counseling um, centers and ministries in the area. So we have aspirations to start a counseling center here at Foothills Church, but it's freeing to say not yet, even yeah, to that. Absolutely. Know that we're planning and we're praying and we're preparing for what God is going to do you know, there. And even in your ministry, it's freeing to say not yet to the things that you want to do so that you can say yes to the things that you have to do. That's where we want to be busy absolutely, as a leader. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Busy Pastor Podcast. As we close today's episode, we want to invite you to do two things. Follow us on Instagram at BusyPastor. And secondly, if you like today's episode, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by your worship pastor's forearm tattoos. Mm, roll up those sleeves, boys. Let everybody in the church see that famous word, faithful. Mm. If you'd like to actually sponsor the Busy Pastor, email us at info at busypastor.org. See you next week. Until then, let's be busy with the right things.